the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, as we approach fall and, you know, been kind of spoiled, you know, just, you know, I guess the 30 degrees made it made us appreciate the 50 degrees. Uh, usually I don't appreciate 50, but I appreciate it now that after that 30 we had a couple weeks ago. Um, and so one day, probably two weeks ago, uh, me and my wife uh, took my niece and her her young child, her two year old, so my, our great niece, uh, and we got in the car and we drove down 169 South, heading toward the largest candy store. And we met another couple, uh, another couple from the church out there, and we went into the largest candy store. Right, and we we pull up out this big old yellow building. And we pull up out there and there's uh, apples and squash and all kinds of different things out in the front. And and so we go inside and there's all these signs advertising this band. They had, you know, 40 different kinds of root beer, 75 different kinds of this. And I mean, all kinds of man pop from everywhere, you know. Uh, and I went down memory lane because, you know, I grabbed me a knee high, you know, uh, you know, that's just that Chicago thing, you know, if you like a lot of flavor, if you like a lot of orange, get knee hot. You know what I mean? I remember that commercial. You know? <laughs> so we, so I'm going down these different route rolls, taffy, popcorn, tater chips, uh, all kinds of candy, man. And it's just stirring up memories for me, man. I'm I'm grabbing stuff, man. I'm 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 grabbing stuff. I'm grabbing I'm grabbing candy cigarettes. Uh, I'm grabbing Chico sticks. Um, I'm getting, man, I, I'm just going, you know, my wife getting a little uh, vanilla caramels. I mean, we're just going down memory lane, our favorite candies and remembering commercials and everything. And it, it just stirred up some memories in us. You know, I mean, it stirred up enough for us that by the time we got to the cash register, it was a hundred dollars, you know, because <laughs> we've just bought some candies for our, you know, our grandchildren for when we go on, you know, we see them at Christmas time. And, um, yeah, so they can experience some of the candies that we had, you know, look candy necklaces and everything like that and pick pixie sticks and oh man, I could go on and on, you know, what, what was there. But it stirred up something and it and you know, it stirred up good memories. And I you know, I, I was a sugar fiend when I was little. I'm not much into sugar now, you know, but when I was little, man, that's what made me hustle. That's what made me I would beg, borrow, mow lawns, do anything. As soon as I got that money, I was straight to the candy store. Some of y'all may be old enough to remember penny candy, and now it's like quarter candy, you know, <laughs> and a penny no more. 
But uh, and I would get them just the different things, you know, Mary Jane's nut shoes, you know. I mean, just I can go on and on just different things, you know. Some some still stay around Boston baked beans, lemon heads. You know, you still find around runts. You still find today, you know. And then I was just amazed at how long some of these candy bars have been around because my mother ate some of them candy bars, and now they're still advertising and going strong. But I say all this to say that. That store stirred up memories, and you know, and it, it stirred up memories. It stirred, stirred up good memories. Now, I didn't have a memory of. I can remember sometimes I got sick for eating too much candy, but that that's what that's not what got stirred up. What got stirred up was all the good memories of of what was represented around those different candies, and and uh, you know what I used to do to get those candies, or memories I shared with those candies with with my cousins and my friends, and you know my brother. You know, just to go around there, even with my mom. You know, to go through those things, and I think that's one of the things that that motivate us to do certain things is, is, is memories, you know, that, that get stirred up. So I want to talk about uh, something as we go over to first Timothy chapter one. Uh, when, when Paul is, is talking to second uh, Timothy chapter one, when Paul is talking to, to young Timothy and he's, you know, encouraged him, encouraged him to stay faithful, you know, uh, you know, to keep his conscience clear. And then, uh, in verse five, he says this, I remember your genuine faith for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. That is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Right. And so, you know, Paul reminds him that he shares the same genuine faith that his grandmother and his mother share, you know. So he let them know that this is a generational thing. You know, the same faith your grandmother has that your mother has, it, it now dwells in you. You know what I mean? This is nothing new. Uh, and there's nothing you just struggling with on your own. There's no temptation that is uncommon to anybody else. You know, you, you share the same faith. You know what I mean? You, you're there. You're, you're just as solid. You're just as stable. Now, he's a young man, but he's talking about a grandmother and a mother. You know, let them know that you got the same faith in you. You don't have to back down. To, to anything he says, but and he say, and I know that faith continues strong. He said, that is why, right? I remind you to fan in the flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. You know, sometimes we 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 tend to forget. We get to going, and I know I'm that way. I get to going day to day. You know, now that I'm in full time ministry, you know, uh, I I I just get to going, and and I don't take the time to fan into flames the spiritual gift that I have. It gets more out of it started off with flame and fire and then it just kind of embered out. And then my flesh just took it over and it's something I do. You know, it, it's something I do. Bible study is something I do. You know, preaching is something I do. You know, what I mean, it's easy to 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 I want to say slide into that fall into that, uh, you know, you know, it, because it's, it's after you do something so well, so long you know, then the flesh can imitate it. And it it, is no longer that same burning desire. How do you keep the fire going? You know what I mean? You know, we we could read about Jeremiah saying it's like fire shut up in my bones, but how do you keep that fire going? You know, and and when you say stir it up, you know, you say, Paul said, I gave you this gift when I lay hands on you. You need to fan in the flames. You need to stir it up. And then he goes on to say a scripture that we are really familiar with. For God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love, and self-discipline. 
Okay, so that's the key there. Fear, fear, fear quenches the flame. Faith stirs up the flame. Hebrews tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So one of the ways we fan or keep the flame going or fan it, bring it back up is to hear the word of God, to place ourselves into that position. I know with our modern technology and everything we have now, you know, we can listen to podcasts. I know I have some people that listen to my podcast and, and everything like that. And then they're hearing the word of God, but you know what? It nothing, nothing, nothing benefits me better than when I'm hearing the word of God face to face. And I'm not talking about the preacher sitting in the pew. I'm talking about when I'm sharing with another brother, sister in Christ, and we're just giving the word back and forth to each other, man. And when I leave out of those meetings, I don't care whether they happen at Perkins, uh, church, the car, my home. When I leave out of those meetings, man, I feel pumped. You know, even when me and my wife sometimes get to going back and forth, putting a word on certain situations, man, I, I, I get so pumped up. Sometimes we look up, oh, man, it's after midnight. And she said, like, why did I let you keep me keep me up again? You know what I mean? You know, and I, cause we just get to talking and sharing that word because iron sharpened the iron of the scripture say we're building each other up you know, in the most holy faith. And that's fanning that gift in the flames because if someone gets to talking to you about the word, man, it does something that energize you and in that one-on-one conversation. And then you, you're there being blessed. And so you find yourself, you find yourself, you know, Ooh, there it is. You know what I mean? I come in there. So another way that we, we understand that is, is to understand the three things that God has given us, right? We avoid fear. We walk in faith. We build up our faith. But instead of fear, God has given us power, love, and self-discipline, right? So when you're looking at power, you know, authority, you know, when you walk in your authority, when you walk in your power, you know what I mean? That keeps that flame going because it's hard to walk in authority and power without having a knowledge of who you are and why you're here and knowing what, 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 what you're called to do. And so, therefore, here you are, you know, walking in your power. And, and uh, the other thing about power is, is that it helps us accomplish tasks. You know what I mean? You know, you know, power is something that we love to have. We might have 400 horsepower, you know, but you're only driving around 30 miles an hour. But if you need to get to 120, that engine can get you there. It can get you there, you know. And so, you know, another thing with power is meekness. Because meekness is power under control. And so, you know, how you keep that fire going is to walk in your authority, but don't use your authority to, to press down or press, but you use your authority to build up. So when, when, when I use my authority as a pastor, you know, to pray for someone, to bless someone, to teach a Bible study, man, I come out of that pumped up. You know, when I'm, when I'm, 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 I remember I asked my pastor one time, I said like, you know, uh, how do you get fed? And he said, I get fed by preparing for the message. He said, you know, preparing for the message feeds me and then I feed you. And I didn't really understand that till I till I had to start preparing messages. Oh my goodness, man! I mean, the, the you know your first sermon you preach where you have like eighty five pages of notes. You got so much you want to share. You want to share everything that got revealed to you, and then everybody's sitting there like, "When is this brother going to end?" You could tell that he's a rookie, you know. <laughs> and and one of the things of, of of understanding knowing where you are is how to discern between what God is teaching you. And what he wants you to teach others. You know what I mean? Just because he taught you something doesn't mean he want, he needs you to tell the whole world of everything that you go through 
like a gossip columnist or something like that. And you learn, you know, how to, how to, how to sit. But as you exercising your authority or, or, or you're doing it, you get built up. Your faith gets flamed. Your, your flame starts to burn. The next one is love. Oh, that's the greatest of all these, right? That's the greatest thing. Love as we operate in love, as we walk in love, you know, that keeps the fire going. Matter of fact, you can't even love without the fire going because you become cold, you become heartless. You know what I mean? You don't even want to think about nothing. You know what I mean? You know, but love comes in there and it helps you. It, it helps you to look beyond a person, makes you still, it, you know, because uh, it's nothing like one fear to quench a fire, but it's also nothing like unforgiveness or hatred to quench the fire. You know, uh, even in our current political climate, you know, I'm amazed that, that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, I, I, I'm, I have always been an independent. So I like, I like looking at, both parties and kind of laughing, but you know how one group can blame the other one for sparking hate. But when they describe the other group, they say, I hate that group. You know, you know, you know, or they, even when they say people go around and say the president is causing hate and I hate the president. And I'm like, okay, it doesn't sound to me like he's the only one who's spreading hate. You know what I mean? If you hate him, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, you know, I, I don't hate him. I don't even know the dude. You know what I mean? I don't trust media to give me a uh, a clear indication of anybody. You know what I mean? So I just, uh, he's my president and I honor him. That's just it. You know what I mean? That's just where it goes. That, that's how it is with me. I mean, you can love it or like it if you want to. You know what I mean? My boss, I don't I don't go digging into my boss. If, if he's been appointed my boss, he's going to get the honor of being my boss. He may not be my friend. He ain't my superhero, you know what I mean? But he's going to be honored as my boss, you know what I mean? But And so we have to be careful in what we use because certain things, certain attitudes quench our flame. They quench our fire. So we got to walk in love, you know what I mean? That's just how I look at it. I just got to walk in love, you know what I mean? And, and love doesn't mean I agree with you. Love just means I respect you, you know what I mean? And, 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 that's, and that's huge to understand the difference between the two. You know, just because I respect someone doesn't mean I agree with them, you know, and I'm, you know, just, it just means that I respect them. And last self-discipline, self-discipline. Oh my goodness. Self-discipline. When we get out of control, when we can't control us, that can easily quench the fire because now our needs become central. Our wants and desires become central and we're, we're, we're not God disciplined or Holy spirit disciplined. We're self-disciplined, meaning meaning that, that we, we can't keep us under control. Flesh is out of control. And when flesh is out of control, spirit is not there. Galatians tells us that the flesh wars against the spirit, and that battle goes on forever. And as more as we feed the spirit, then the flesh diminishes. The more we feed the flesh, then the spirit diminishes. And so what's food for the flesh starves the spirit, and what's food for the spirit starves the flesh. So we have to starve the flesh and feed the spirit. That's what we have to do. You know what I mean? And that's self-discipline. And you're not going to keep that flame, that spiritual flame going, that spiritual gift going when you're doing fleshly things. It's just not going to happen. So you can fool yourself if you want to. You know what I mean? And and go off and participate in some carnal activity and then come back and try to preach or sing. And it may sound good, but that's what it does. It sounds good. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean that it's anointed. And that doesn't mean it's definitely burning, flaming hot spiritually. And so that's what we want. We want to be burning. We want our fame to burn. You know, we want it to burn so that we can never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. Right. Then Paul says, don't be ashamed of me neither because I'm in prison. Right. 
You know, you know how we get we get ashamed of some folks when they're not in the right situation, though we respect their ministry. You're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of Lord Church. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton, uh, and we're talking about stirring up the gift. All right, we're going to take a break and come right back and wrap this up. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beaver and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible Teachers and Ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. Hey, you listen to Isaiah 61, Radio Ministry of Spirit Lord Church in North Minneapolis. Hey, as always, you know, we invite you out our services. We changed our service time to 11 o'clock. Uh, you know, Sundays we have another church uh, sharing space with us, our sister church, Emmanuel Praise. They meet from 9 to 11 uh, downstairs, and then we meet from 11 to about 1230 upstairs. So uh, feel free to come and join us uh, for a time of praise and worship and a and a good word and a, and a good hug, you know, uh, you know, it's, it's so interesting to be in this process, this, this, uh, what some would deem like a relaunch process. You know, our church has been there since 1991 and, uh, and we've done some great things. You know, our, our former name was Minneapolis believers in Christ. And, uh, and so, you know, we're, we just been really plugging away at serving our community. That's been our number one ace goal. And, uh, and, and the stories we've seen, of lives being changed is, is so great. And we've seen some lives not change, you know, due to people making decisions. And that's, and that hurts, you know, when you go through those times and uh, seeing individuals and their families have to bear the impact of, uh, of not leading a life, you know, holy in, in God's light. And, you know, even seeing at times people who allow their flame to go out and can't seem to fan it back, you know what I mean? And, uh, and or just become satisfied with just being where they are. And that that thing that hurts me the most is, is when we stop growing. So you know I'm excited though. Yeah, I mean uh, it's so funny in our age range in our church we have a, a bunch of twenty somethings, and uh, then the next group is a bunch of fifty somethings. I mean so I don't know where the thirties or forty people went. You know, we got a few of those in between. So you know, but it's good because as we try to relaunch and, and raise up the next generation, you know, and, and turn this leadership over to the 20 somethings, you know what I mean? And let them, uh, let them, let them lead and, and, uh, let them, let them use our wisdom and our dollars and their, and their energy and their zeal to reach people for the kingdom of Lord Jesus Christ. So back to flanning that spiritual gift in the flames, you know, one of the things, another, another incident is prayer. You know, when you look in the book of Acts, uh, when they gathered up in the upper room and they prayed, 
then they were being boom, they were arrested, hit with the Holy Spirit. And they came out of there and man, they were red hot. You know, Peter preaches a, a, a fantastic message. Thousands come to the Lord. Uh, then, you know, when him and John were taken, you know, before the, uh, the, 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 the council, you know, they were told not to preach in his name. They said, we can't do that. They, they, uh, they were disciplined. They came back. They got together with the other believers. They prayed and whoosh, you know, God hit them again. And you see that happen another time in the book of Acts that after they prayed, yeah, after prayer, you know, that, that they were just hit with, with the Holy spirit or in other words, that gift would just flamed. And so we need a regular prayer life, man. We need, we need to pray. If you want to keep that, 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 that gift hot, if you want to, you want to fan in the flames, that spiritual gift and keep your faith rolling, then you need a regular prayer life. You have to pray. You know what I mean? And prayer, prayer puts you in a position, you know, you're, you're talking with God, you know, you're, you're one with him and, and it, 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 it increases and fans that gift, you know, so you got two, two major things you got to do. One is, is, is hear the word of God to increase your faith. And two, you pray, you know, to help fan that, that, that gift into being. Now the gift was given to Timothy by the laying on of hands, which means he received the gift through prayer. And so he received it through prayer. And he keeps it going through prayer, you know, and, but, you know, but if he doesn't walk in power, love and, you know, self-discipline, you know, he will find himself diminishing that flame also. So these are some things that we have to take into consideration that in order for us to keep our gift, to, to, to keep it going, to, to stay, to stay on fire for God, as we like to say, you know, it's and that's one of the things I like being around new believers because, you know, because they 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 a simple little verse of revelation, man, and they're just overjoyed and rejoicing, man, and you can just you can just see it burning inside of them. You know what I mean? You know, zeal of God. You know, that's one of my favorite songs where it says, "The zeal of God has consumed me; it burns in my soul, a raging fire." That cannot be a raging fire that cannot be stopped, a fire that cannot be quenched. But I, I love that song because I think about when the zeal of God hits there. And when I go through those dry times, you know, I go through those dry times. Sometimes I just go in my room and I lay down and I start praying. And I start praying. And I start praying. And and like I said, uh, you know, last week when I, I woke up and I couldn't see. And I had to spend three days in the hospital being tested to see what it was that was that had caused that. You know what I mean? And they came out with uh, no cause. I just thank God my church got together with a Tuesday. So Tuesday night Bible study turned into a prayer meeting for Pastor Joe. And uh, and about midnight, I could see again. But they kept me in there to test to see what was wrong. But, you know, I, 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 I couldn't help but think about the hymn. Say, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. You know, and, and the importance of being able to see spiritually. You know, and so, so many of us are blind because... You know, we become satisfied with that first experience we had of receiving Christ into our life, and we're no longer fanning in it the flames. You know, we just become, you know, it's like it's like being at a campsite and seeing a burnt out, burnt out pit, or or seeing the coals just useless, and you you wonder can can we get a fire out of this again? You know, when you wake up in the morning, can we get a fire out of this again? And sometimes you got to lay new wood on it, and you got to go out there, and you got to get some tender and some kindling and get the rolling. And, uh, and so, but you know, we got to build that fight flame back up, you know, so through, through our, 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 
our our being in the word, through our praying, through our, our, our fasting, you know, whatever means we do to stir that gift up, to keep that flame going. Because as I said last week, the thing about being God's answer, being God's answer means being ready. It means being prepared and, and nurturing your spiritual gift. And, and, and God's not going to call on no burnt out individual. He's going to call on somebody who got some fire. You know, he's going to need somebody with some juice. He's going to need somebody with some power. You know what I mean? And you want to be that person. You want to be that person. So understand this. If you're sitting there, you know, sometimes, which we all do, we spend more time doing other things than we spend with God. You know, we go through phases like that in our life. We're human. That's what we do. You know, you know, we're not holy, holy, holy 24-7. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of distractions in our life that we can have. But, you know, when you access yourself and you look at it, and you know when you're going through the little mully grubs, you know, then you need to turn and you need to fan that flame. You need to fan that flame. You need to listen to that preach word. Find your brother, sister, who can sharpen you, pray with you, lay hands on you, get you going so that we can be that burning experience that people need to experience in our life. This is Pastor Joe Sutton from Spirit of Lord Church. Love you. See you next week. God bless you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.